chapter one of the backwash of war by ellen newbold lamont this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter one heroes when he could stand it no longer he fired a revolver up through the roof of his mouth but he made a mess of it the ball tore out his left eye and then lodged somewhere under his skull so they bundled him into an ambulance and carried him cursing and screaming to the nearest field hospital the journey was made in double-quick time over rough belgian roads to save his life he must reach the hospital without delay and if he was bounced to death jolting along at breakneck speed it did not matter that was understood he was a deserter and discipline must be maintained since he had failed in the job his life must be saved and he must be nursed back to health until he was well enough to be stood up against a wall and shot this is war things like this also happen in peacetime but not so obviously at the hospital he behaved abominably the ambulance men declared that he had tried to throw himself out of the back of the ambulance that he had yelled and hurled himself about and spat blood all over the floor and blankets in short he was very disagreeable upon the operating table he was no more reasonable he shouted and screamed and threw himself from side to side and it took a dozen leather straps and four or five orderlies to hold him in position so that the surgeon could examine him during this commotion his left eye rolled about loosely upon his cheek and from his bleeding mouth he shot great clots of stagnant blood caring not where they fell one fell upon the immaculate white uniform of the directress and stained her from breast to shoes it was disgusting they told him it was la directrice and that he must be careful for an instant he stopped his raving and regarded her fixedly with his remaining eye then took aim afresh and again covered her with his coward blood truly it was disgusting to the médecin major it was incomprehensible and he said so to attempt to kill himself when in these days it was so easy to die with honour upon the battlefield was something he could not understand so the médecin major stood patiently aside his arms crossed his supple fingers pulling the long black hairs on his bare arms waiting he had long to wait for it was difficult to get the man under the anaesthetic many cans of ether were used which went to prove that the patient was a drinking man whether he had acquired the habit of hard drink before or since the war could not be ascertained the war had lasted a year now and in that time many habits may be formed as the médecin major stood there patiently fingering the hairs on his hairy arms he calculated the amount of ether that was expended five cans of ether at so many francs a can however the ether was a donation from america so it did not matter even so it was wasteful at last they said he was ready he was quiet during his struggles they had broken out two big teeth with the mouth gag and that added a little more blood to the blood already choking him then the médecin major did a very skilful operation he trephined the skull extracted the bullet that had lodged beneath it and bound back in place that erratic eye 
after which the man was sent over to the ward while the surgeon returned hungrily to his dinner long overdue in the ward the man was a bad patient he insisted upon tearing off his bandages although they told him that this meant bleeding to death his mind seemed fixed on death he seemed to want to die and was thoroughly unreasonable although quite conscious all of which meant that he required constant watching and was a perfect nuisance he was so different from the other patients who wanted to live it was a joy to nurse them this was the salle of the grand blesse those most seriously wounded by expert surgery by expert nursing some of these were to be returned to their homes again reformes mutilated for life a burden to themselves and to society others were to be nursed back to health to a point at which they could again shoulder eighty pounds of marching kit and be torn to pieces again on the firing line it was a pleasure to nurse such as these it called forth all one's skill all one's humanity but to nurse back to health a man who was to be court-martialed and shot truly that seemed a dead-end occupation they dressed his wounds every day very many yards of gauze were required with gauze at so many francs a bolt very much ether very much iodoform very many bandages it was an expensive business considering all this waste for a man who was to be shot as soon as he was well enough how much better to expend this upon the hopeless cripples or those who were to face death again in the trenches the night nurse was given to reflection one night about midnight she took her candle and went down the ward reflecting ten beds on the right-hand side ten beds on the left-hand side all full how pitiful they were these little soldiers asleep how irritating they were these little soldiers awake yet how sternly they contrasted with the man who had attempted suicide yet did they contrast after all were they finer nobler than he the night nurse given to reflection continued her rounds in bed number two on the right lay alexander asleep he had received the medaille militaire for bravery he was better now and that day had asked the médecin mayor for permission to smoke the médecin mayor had refused saying that it would disturb the other patients yet after the doctor had gone alexander had produced a cigarette and lighted it defying them all from behind his medaille militaire the patient in the next bed had become violently nauseated in consequence yet alexander had smoked on secure in his medaille militaire how much honour lay in that here lay felix asleep poor querulous feeble-minded felix with a foul fistula which filled the whole ward with its odour in one sleeping hand lay his little round mirror in the other he clutched his comb with daylight he would trim and comb his moustache his poor little drooping moustache and twirl the ends of it beyond lay alphonse drugged with morphia after an intolerable day that morning he had received a package from home a dozen pears he had eaten them all one after the other though his companions in the beds adjacent looked on with hungry longing eyes he offered not one to either side of him 
after his gorge he had become violently ill and demanded the basin in which to unload his surcharged stomach here lay Ippolite, who for eight months had jerked on the bar of a captive balloon until appendicitis had sent him into hospital he was not ill and his dirty jokes filled the ward provoking laughter even from dying marius how filthy had been his jokes how they had been matched and beaten by the jokes of others how filthy they all were when they talked with each other shouting down the length of the ward wherein lay the difference was it not all a dead-end occupation nursing back to health men to be patched up and returned to the trenches or a man to be patched up court-martialed and shot the difference lay in the ideal one had no ideals the others had ideals and fought for them yet had they poor selfish alexander poor vain felix poor gluttonous alphonse poor filthy Hippolyte. was it possible that each cherished ideals hidden beneath courageous dreams of freedom and patriotism yet if so how could such beliefs fail to influence their daily lives could one cherished standard so noble yet be himself so ignoble so petty so commonplace at this point her candle burned out so the night nurse took another one and passed from bed to bed it was very incomprehensible poor whining felix poor whining alphonse poor whining Hippolyte, poor whining alexander all fighting for la patrie and against them the man who had tried to desert la patrie so the night nurse continued her rounds up and down the ward reflecting and suddenly she saw that these ideals were imposed from without that they were compulsory that left to themselves felix and hippolyte and alexander and alphonse would have had no ideals somewhere higher up a handful of men have been able to impose upon alphonse and hippolyte and felix and alexander and thousands like them a state of mind which was not in them of themselves base metal gilded and they were all harnessed to a great car a juggernaut ponderous and crushing upon which was enthroned mammon or the goddess of liberty or reason as you like nothing further was demanded of them than their collective physical strength just to tug the car forward to cut a wide swath to leave behind a broad path along which could follow at some later date the hordes of progress and civilization individual nobility was superfluous all the idealists demanded was physical endurance from the mass dawn filtered in through the little square windows of the ward two of the patients rolled on their sides that they might talk to one another in the silence of early morning their voices rang clear dost thou know mon ami that when we captured that german battery a few days ago we found the gunners chained to their guns paris eighteen december nineteen fifteen end of chapter one